Welcome to another episode of the Jones on the Ground podcast. I am your host, Mr. Jones. You're just getting me tonight. Tonight is a Sports Monday. Tonight we're going to talk about the awesome fight that was the Devin Haney versus Progress, or we'll call it one-sided, <laughs> very one-sided, very dominant, very dominating on the side of Haney. Uh, we'll also talk about NFL, and we'll also talk about the NBA in-season tournament and what it means. First, we go into the lightweight division. We had Haney versus Progress, and few interesting fights on the undercard but we'll say that Haney indeed stole the show with a 12 round shutout of progress and I don't think Regis maybe threw or landed maybe more than 40 punches so this was a very dominating performance and shout out to Haney who could have I mean there were several times where he hurt progress and didn't go in and get him but he kept his discipline and he stayed sharp and just shout out to his camp and what it means for him at 140 degrees 140 pounds by me because at the end of the day he moved up he was the bigger fighter he was also the faster fighter he scouted his opponent well he knew to keep circling to away from his left hand he indeed handicapped progress and he took advantage of I guess progress not being able to move with him at all. Um, and also he took advantage of carrying some extra power up the weight up in the um, up in the heavier division. Looking at this fight and actually seeing what happened, you can't there's not a point in this fight where you could say that man progress really, you know, was misunderstood. He didn't have it. And not only did he not have it. Haney was getting, not only just beating him to the punch, but just beating him up in general. He was hitting him whenever he wanted to. He kept the distance. He did everything you're supposed to do. Now, I know people are still going to be, you know, because people have their fighters and stuff, and some boxing fans aren't objective, but if you look at what he did to progress, it's, you can't objectively say that, hey, man, this dude ain't top 10 in the pound for pound or that he don't have the skills to move up to say 147. Now, am I trying to say that he belongs in the ring with Crawford? That remains to be seen, but does he belong in the ring with Ryan Garcia, Tiafimo Lopez? I would say, yeah, and those are two big fights that could be made and probably would sell out an arena in the process of doing that. So, and then I look at what Bill Haney said. Bill Haney was brutally honest about the state of boxing, and I'm going to get that man. He is a pound for pound one of the best businessmen in boxing because Haney may not have been the big name that, say, Tank Davis was, but at the end of the day, my man pulled all four belts off the 135 division, and now he has one at 140. That's two divisions you're a champion at. And two of the harder divisions. And if there was one person that I could say could probably get a belt, not only at the 140, but also get one at 130, that's three times. So who knows? And am I picking him? Do I think that he could clear out 140? I don't think he could fight, say, Ryan Garcia, Tia Fimo Lopez, 
and whoever else is that one. I don't think he can fight like the big do- the big dogs at 140 back to back to back. But then who am I because he fought all the cha- he fought the champions and Lomachenko at 135 and and he was trying to you know he he did send the offer over to Shakira Stevenson whatever that was worth because if Stevenson said yes that it would have been them in the uh, Bay Area doing the fight and maybe that would have been even bigger deal so they might have been in Vegas but <clears throat> we'll see if they come around to that we'll see if that happens I'm happy because now you have a a guy in Haney that has shown that he wants to make the fights happen. They have the money to put down to pay the boxers to step in the ring. So we'll definitely see what happens and we'll see what comes through. In the NBA, we had the first ever in-season tournament champions, Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James pulled up. Uh, Anthony Davis pulled up. <laughs> they did what they had to do against the Indiana Pacers. What this means for the league, and I understand that, yeah, this is an early season kind of a situation, but it it means that pre-Christmas you have something that goes down where the players are motivated. They have bonuses on the line. The teams get a little something on this. So you have these early season games meaning something. And being honest, these early season games have been very competitive. Um, I've seen... You can get one night where um, it's very tight-knit, close, and then you can get nights where any given team can get blown out by 40 points. And with a lot of the young talent in the league, it's just a lot going on. Now, of course, um, the Denver Nuggets have started out strong, but they're kind of falling back to the pack now. The Phoenix Suns... On a given night, they helped as a situation, so you have to really watch them because the Lakers did beat them in one of the semifinal games in the tournament, uh, one of the quarterfinal games, and then the New Orleans Pelicans. I honestly don't know which Zion Williamson going to show up because, man, it be days where he can come in and give you um, 30, 30 points and... 10 rebounds or it'd be days where he ain't giving you that much so you really have to watch the games and really have to kind of get a gist of what people are doing and how they're doing it I'm just happy and I'm just understanding that it's a lot of good basketball happening right now Uh, the teams that are taking the bull by the horns are doing a good job uh, I'm looking at a couple of young squads. The Oklahoma City Thunder, for one, they become must-see TV. They are putting it all on the line. Uh, Shay um, Alexander, that's the guy that's putting it down. He's probably one of the most dangerous guards. Halliburton um, in his in-season tournament. It looks like he almost single-handedly beat the Milwaukee Bucks by itself, especially in the, with the, um, in the fourth quarter with time winding down. And it was just a lot of entertainment going on. And I know we're not used to seeing this amount of passion in the month of December. Normally, guys are taking these months to get healthy. But it's it's the people playing good minutes right now. And I know we're wondering where the Golden State Warriors are going to do. And they're they're not looking good so far. And 
Clay Thompson ain't looking too hot. <laughs> but the NBA season is a lot of parody this year in the NBA. And we'll see what happens. Speaking of parody, um, the NFL, hey, Dallas Cowboys beat the Eagles. And they not only beat them, they beat the sleeves off of them. Now, honestly, I said to my friend that I thought the 49ers softened the Eagles up for the Cowboys, so that situation went and played out the way I thought it would. But, you know, it is what it is, man. It's a game, and hopefully the Eagles can get healthy and get back on track before the playoffs start. We'll see how that situation goes. And and then even with the Cowboys, they are beating, they're putting it down. You know, they are the stumping teams. They're getting... Really big on point differential. Another game that kind of happened that everybody's talking about is the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills and the situation that happened with Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. And being honest, I'm with everybody else that uh, <laughs> wide receiver lined up offsides for him. Like, if you could look straight down the line and see the ball and you lined up with the ball, that's a whole problem at wide receiver. But I think that Maybe they can get this thing figured out before the playoffs start because I don't think nobody in the West is messing with them. Unless, you know, unless Denver goes on a little win streak like they have been and maybe that make the situation tight. But the, the Chiefs, I think they're going to get in the film room. They're going to show the wide receivers what's going on and they're going to get that figured out. It's just they're too good or the quarterback is too good. The defense is playing a lot better. Um, they're too good to be a middle-of-the-road team, and they're not. But they have a couple of games where they lost that were really close that they could have won. And I think that if they can get – if one of their wide receivers can step up and stop dropping passes, they would have won a lot more games. And these games that they did have close wouldn't have been as close. So um, we'll see what happens. On the uh, AFC side of the ball – on the NFC side of the ball, I mean, I, I, the 49ers have taken the conference lead. Looks like they may get home field advantage. I still don't trust the 49ers. I just was never, you know, I guess when the Rams played here, them and the 49ers were a big rivalry when the Rams were going to the Super Bowl. And so I just can't bring myself to cheer or root for the 49ers, I guess. And I still don't trust them. I don't trust the system. You know, we rolling with Brock Purdy. I think they probably should have traded Trey Lance. Got some, <laughs> got some players. Because the thing is, if Trey Lance ain't going to play, why are we holding on to him? And I know Brock Purdy can get hurt in that situation. But at the end of the day, these dudes, especially when you spend first-round picks on them and they getting paid a good amount of money on that first round pick salary you, you know they want to go somewhere and prove themselves we'll see how it goes but <clears throat> the nfc is really wide open in my opinion because if the 49ers the 49ers beat the cowboys eagles beat the cowboys but the cowboys just beat them so if you said who's gonna win the nfc east it's still wide up in the air. Now, the Cowboys, I would think that they have a more inside track on the situation since the Eagles are playing the first-place schedule. But 
We just don't know between now and Christmas who's going to do what and what moves going to get made. And being honest, the Eagles have more depth on their team than the Cowboys do. They have a better, slightly better defense. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> My cat is doing so much around the background. Other than that, um, it's just good to sit back, talk about sports. Uh, shout out to my cousin Eve, who is now the assistant coach of the um, our freshman boys basketball team at Kirkwood. Um, we've just released a new um, single um, that's going to be called Broken Cadence. Um, so look up Broken Cadence House of Jones and stream it, listen to it, put it in your playlist. <laughs> and then... Uh, other than that, man, it's just it's a really fun year for boxing. A lot of big fights happened. There were a few letdowns and a lot of talk on the Internet, man. I, I don't know. Boxing is just one of those things that people get on the Internet and get very passionate about. Um, shout out to Clarissa Shields because I guess she's got a war words going on with Rolly Romero. We'll see how that situation plays out. And... Other than that, we just, you know, we'll have a few uh, Christmas videos that will be popping on YouTube and looking to start the new channel for the podcast. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you again next time.